Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, the innovator of violence, the landlord of the House of Hardcore and the heart and soul of professional wrestling, Tommy Dreamer, him and I dive into the first week. That's right. The Wednesday Night Wars are over, and it's the first week where NXT is on Tuesday and AEW is on Wednesday, unopposed. What did you think? We'll talk to the nation, and more importantly, how about we talk to President and owner of AEW, Tony Khan, right now on the Busted Open Podcast. First of all, I appreciate you coming on, and and this is such a treat, because Tony, you're so good with your time, and you've been a frequent guest now here on Busted Open, and listen, this is such a great opportunity for fans to hear from you and to learn about AEW, so right off the bat, thanks again for the time, as always. No, I really appreciate it. I, you know, it's great for me to be able to come here and, you know, plug the show. We've got one of our best dynamites ever tonight, and it's a really important night for us. So I just really wanted to come and tell the fans about it because I think every Wednesday when you guys give me this opportunity to come on your show with the great support, the great audience that you have, it gives me a chance to tell the fans. And tonight's a really important night for AEW because on Dynamite, we have a chance to, I think, make some new fans tonight because I know there were a lot of wrestling fans who were previously engaged on a Wednesday night who will now be looking for something to watch. And I think we have a great show. I I really, really would love for people to check it out because I think we have something for everybody tonight, but most of all, we have a lot of great wrestling. Tony, uh, last week, I I actually watched last week's episode on uh, Monday, literally the show opens Christian cage versus Kazarian. And the biggest praise I could ever give. It was a perfect match. I haven't seen a perfect match since Kenny Omega versus Okada at the Tokyo dome. You know, that was two weeks ago show though. Uh, okay. <laughs> but, but it was, I mean, I appreciate the praise. Nevertheless, but that was two weeks ago show, but it was a great show. That was all. And then great. after that was Cody Rhodes versus QT. Yeah. That was two weeks. Yeah. Where the hell is my other <laughs> AEW? Well, I'll get it to you. I'm going to get you a, a home video copy. I will. <laughs> On VCR? I'll send you a VHS. VHS. What I'm, all right. Well, besides that, it was a perfect match. Then you Thank have you. an amazing money angle. And then you have, um, Kenny, the good brothers, Lucha bros, Laredo. And it was off the charts. Amazing. So you haven't seen last week's show, Tommy. I thought that was last week's show. You know, the young bucks turned heel. 
what my favorite tag team of all time <laughs> this is great it's like tommy's been in a time machine a wrestling oh my time machine. god i was i went to alaska yeah i think that you they had you down in a bunker for a week somebody told you uh <laughs> that the zombies were coming and you've been hidden for a week but no it was a crazy week well now it's must see for me because i watch it anyway but holy crap anyway i was just gonna say like setting up the stories and i know you now have literally three shows are you doing all three shows like yeah. yourself Wow. It's, it's great. It's great. It's, it's helped. Elevation has been great help to me. And it's been good practice, honestly, in terms of getting ready for the third hour on TNT and getting prepared to weave stories and have more big matches and put together a deeper roster, which we're going to need when we're doing a third hour on TNT this year. So this week's show is one of the biggest shows we've ever done. Like I said, we have a chance to gain new audience, but you know, we're coming off something crazy at the end of last week's show with the Young Bucks heel turn. The Young Bucks are an incredible heel tag team. And if you're an AEW fan that had never watched New Japan before, and there's tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of people that that would apply to, uh, they might not have seen the Young Bucks as a heel tag team. And they're one of the all-time greats. And Tommy, you can attest to that because you've been there for a lot of it. Matt and Nick are incredible. And it's a side of their personalities that we'd never seen in AEW before. And it's going to come out and it's going to come out tonight. And not only will that personality come out, not only will we see a different Young Bucks and a different Young Bucks match than we've ever seen in AEW, but it, you know, this is a tag team title match. It could very well be their last tag team title defense because they're facing two of the top wrestlers in the world, Pac and Ray Phoenix tonight. And I think that's going to be an incredible match for the tag team titles. Um, Young Bucks versus Pac and Phoenix. I can't wait for that. And I think bell to bell, It'll be hard to top that anywhere, anytime for anybody. Those are four of the greats for to me. And, and I, I know a lot of people who agree with that. Absolutely. Well, I was going to equate it to ECW's hardcore TV and then the main te television where our syndicated package, but all the storylines interwove and it's, you really, ha you have to watch everything AEW. Yeah, but the best part too, you also remind the fans, hey, this happened on Dark. This happened on Elevation in case you missed it to bring eyes to that product. So just how you're going about it, you have like, it's impossible for everyone to watch everything. But when you do and you have a fan and you remind them of that, it's why it's clicking on all cylinders. I feel. Well, to your great point, Tommy, tonight is actually going to be the first time anybody's seen video footage from The House Always Wins which was the show we did this past weekend. And we've called it a house show. It's been called our first ever house show. I went out and gave a speech to the crowd right before we started. And we had an awesome crowd, over a thousand paid fans. And we did over $18 ahead on merch. And it was just a huge success for a show. But the most important thing about it was to me, uh, giving the fans a great show and also giving an opportunity to a lot of the younger wrestlers to perform in front of a legit crowd, which over the last you know year plus, a lot of, people haven't had and for the younger wrestlers that's really valuable experience so for jade dante martin of top flight well darius has, has been injured for caesar uh benoni and uh a lot of the young wrestlers it was it was a great experience it was a great hot crowd and what i told the crowd is this to me is not a house show this is like an ecw arena show and when i was 13 years old i went to the ecw arena and that show that night Everybody who's a hardcore wrestling fan wanted to know what happened there. But, you know, you had to go on your lousy dial-up internet back then to find out, find results. And now you, people will be on their phones 30 seconds, a minute later with actual video clips, which was, you know, unfathomable to me in 1996 when I was like 13 years old and I came to see you, Tommy. 
and you're uh, in a tag match against my good friend and employee Taz. And that, uh, you know, was the last night Chris Jericho was in ECW. It was a really special night to me. I saw his last loop there, his last two matches against Sabu and two cold Scorpio. And now Chris is such a huge part of my life and the fans lives and AEW. And so I would told the fans, this people are going to see this show. This is a huge show with a bunch of big main event matches. And it's like, same as your shows. I'm going to break it down into my TV. There were angles. There were huge matches over this weekend. You'll see clips for the first time tonight on dynamite of the 10 man tag, uh, with pack Phoenix and Penta, the death triangle and the side L brothers teaming against the elite. It was the first time Kenny and the young bucks had been back together as a heel team in AEW ever. And, uh, Cody took on Aaron Solo in a street fight, and we'll have a clip of that. And also, uh, Darby defended the TNT title against Butcher of the Hardy family office, and he got jumped by Matt Hardy afterwards. Speaking of that, we got a huge issue um, with Darby and Matt Hardy over the recent weeks. They're having a Falls Count Anywhere match tonight. Uh, Darby Allen, one of the wildest young wrestlers in the world, and in this environment, Matt Hardy is one of the all-time greats. So that's another huge title match tonight. We have such a stack card, and I haven't even mentioned tonight that we have Mike Tyson coming back to the show. <laughs> and I'd be remiss if I didn't talk extensively about that because I think it's one of the biggest things we've ever done. Uh, you guys uh, have talked about it a little bit this week, I think, right? Chris Jericho has been out and about. Yeah, and, uh, Chris was on with us yesterday, and he talked. Uh, we talked at length about Tyson and how great it's been to have Tyson's involvement and how into it he's in. Like he 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 loves, you know, having this opportunity to be a part of AEW. Mike called me personally and said, "I want to come back," and that's what we have at AEW is this great environment. People really like working here. I'm all about personal relationships in sports and in life and in friendship. And Mike's a good friend of mine. Shaq is a great friend who's come and helped us and, you know, Snoop Dogg through his friendship with Cody and their show together. And, and I become friends with Snoop. Just really these, these guys have come in and given us great visibility and helped been great ambassadors for AEW, but they also have a great time here. And I, so I love, you know, what a fun place it is. And Tommy can attest to that as somebody who's worked here. It's, it's really, really fun, but most importantly of all, the shows kick ass. And Mike kicks ass. And tonight, I promise, you're not just going to see Mike for a clip. He's not going to do one thing, you know, here and there. Mike's going to be doing a lot of stuff on this show. And I promise you, Mike is an impressive wrestling performer. And you're going to see that tonight. So the, the cool, really cool thing about it is I know this show is for the hardcore fans. And Chris Jericho versus Dax Harwood of FTR, you know, I can't say enough about these two people as wrestlers uh ftr and and dax in particular are setting a standard for tag team wrestling but we also saw that dax versus jungle boy dax is a great wrestler he's a great singles wrestler too and he's one of the best chris jericho is one of the best of all time and this thing with inner circle and pinnacle is really just getting cooking it's a really great time if you haven't watched AEW to come in because we're just starting the big story uh with chris jericho his, you know, former best friend MJF has stabbed him in the back and started his own stable effectively managed by Tully Blanchard uh, and FTR. Sean Spears are a huge part of that. And this pinnacle inner circle thing, we've got blood and guts, a double cage match, which can only be won by submission or surrender that will be on May 5th here in Jacksonville. 
So it's just an awesome time for us. And I, I really always love you guys giving me this chance to come on and plug the show on Wednesday nights. Hey, uh, Justin Roberts hit me up yesterday and he was just <clears throat> calling a BS with me. And he said he worked that uh, live event and his first thing out of his mouth was he said it was so much fun and he had such a great time. And I mean, he has the best seat in the house too, but this is, you know, and, and I've heard it from so many of the people that, that work there. Plus, yes, I have experienced. It's also fun for the fans and you've provided a safe environment. I look forward to tonight, but it, it like my friend went to city field to see the Mets and you have to get a COVID test before you go see a Mets game, which is, I thought was an amazing thing to do. You have gone out of your way for the wrestlers and the fans to make sure that everybody feels safe. But the fact that you said it, from your childhood where you had this amazing experience and someone like a Justin Roberts who's been in the business forever has an amazing experience. And it's also for the fans because you see it across social media about what a great time they had the show. So it's a compliment to you and your crazy wrestling vampire mind. <laughs> Thanks, man. It was fun putting the card together and it was, uh, it was a cost effective show. I'll be honest. The wrestlers had been in town. Uh, you know, we had been, uh, doing dynamite and it made a lot of sense for the guys to stick around, do this show and the guys and girls put on one of our best events and what's really cool is you know you'll see a couple clips here and there of this tonight but like i said it's like my ecw arena show and the other part of the speech i gave to the crowd was i'd mentioned that this isn't going to be available on some lousy vhs uh this will be available you know to you to watch for everybody and i'm not sure where i'm going to disseminate it or how yet but it's going to be a great piece of content that we have in our back pocket. And it's, it's an important part of the library. Now the house always wins. Cause I think there's going to be pent up demand for seeing the show, which is great. Absolutely. And I think it bodes well for doing more of them, but you know, credit to you and Paul for that ECW arena model that we're going for. And by the way, I came up with uh, blood and guts. I didn't trademark it. So you may owe me a royalty. I'm going to, I'm going to check with tricky Dicky Heyman on if I could get some royalties off of it. Well, you know what? I'm going to be coming up to Nashville uh, to maintain order uh, next weekend at your guys' pay-per-view uh, that you moved at my suggestion uh, <laughs> to get away from you. A little UFC. bit more eyes on the product. We so, could have changed that WrestleMania show. but no, I'm going to go to the UFC with, with my good friend Dana, and then I'm going to come up there, and I'm going to make sure that no funny business goes on in this title match, and I'm going to bring my own referee, Aubrey, and I'll worry about that after tonight because I think we have a big night on Dynamite. But you, my friend, I will see you next I weekend. So I can, it. I'll buy you a, a hard seltzer for blood and guts. I look forward to it. Thank you. Appreciate As do it. I. As do I. If you do an ECF and W one, we're fighting. If that's the next <laughs> name of your show, we're fighting. <laughs> I like the house always wins. I think that's great. I mean, I think we can keep doing them. And uh, I agree. It's great. We had a couple of callers earlier on in the show that were in attendance on Friday and, and said how like fun it was and appreciated you coming out and speaking and Cody came out and spoke. So they had a great time. So Cody did more than speak. His match kicked ass. Yeah, that was that was really good. Aaron Solo street fight. That was uh, the match before intermission. And they sent the crowd in hot. And then we had a bunch of great matches after the intermission, too. So it was a really great show. And Tony, a lot of and the theme of today's show is now that this, you know, quote unquote, Wednesday night war is over and NXT is now moved to Tuesday nights. Um, 
that I think a lot more eyes are going to be on on the show. And we asked our audience, we asked the hardcore AEW fans and the hardcore NXT fans, are they going to watch the other shows? And Tommy, I mean, it's unanimous across the board. People are going to watch it. So I think it's going to be healthy for both shows. Though, you know, it was AEW that forced NXT to move to Tuesday nights. (laughs) You know, I want to do an experiment on you guys. I have a question. And, And I'd love to hear the audience feedback on this. At Double or Nothing... What would the fans think and what would you guys think? And you guys are fans too. What would everybody think about an intermission on the pay-per-view? When I was a kid, there were intermissions on the pay-per-views. I really liked it. And it gave you a chance to like make a snack, use the restroom, come back. And at the live events, it gives everyone a chance to do the same thing. Get a snack, go to the restroom, maybe buy a t-shirt and, you know, break up the matches. It was great on this event. And it made me think about it a little more because when I laid this event out, it felt very natural and, when I went to see you at the ECW arena, Tommy, you guys did the intermission, but it was a part of the pay-per-views of my childhood. What do you think? Uh, me personally, I love it. And if you want to go back um, for a lot of us, the biggest part of going to a Madison square garden event was literally that microphone. They would take an intermission. That microphone would come down. Howard Finkel would get into the ring and talk about the next month's card yep. where literally you would see people run to the box office or Tickets go on sale as soon as this show is over. And yes, I agree. It could 100% work in today's world. And why I love you is because you're willing to take that risk. I don't think you go with the good old blank screen, but if you had some interviews or had, but you, if you're open and honest and you have been with your fans and just say, hey, we're taking an intermission, go pee, go friggin' get something to drink, I think they would uh, enjoy that. Me personally. We did it this week. It was great and people loved it. And, you know, you had, and it, it, we came out even hotter. I went uh, into intermission with that great Cody versus Aaron Solo street fight. And when I was laying it out, there was no other option coming out of the intermission. It had to be uh, Orange Cassidy and the best friends versus uh, Max Caster and TH2. That was a hot it's, match. It's it's a restart. It's what it was. And that's it's great. It's fabulous. Yeah. yeah. People were fired up. Hit that orange music. And and then you get Caster rapping on them coming out. It was it was hot. Well, I mean, I'm with it because just like Tommy, that's when I would take my dad to the box office and buy tickets for the next month's event. So I I love the intermission. What would you put on the pay-per-view during that intermission? I think we have the the great packages and we can Mm. put some packages up and also a clock, you know, and and some of the packages you might just, you know, if you watch the road Two or the countdown, you might have seen them. But that's even better. And then then they're part of the pay-per-view. Maybe put some of the packages up. Uh, I, I think it's a good idea. And, you know, Tommy and, and Dave, if you guys like it, that makes me feel a little better that maybe it's a good idea. And then if the fans really like it, maybe it's a good idea. So I I always say if two people have are in agreement and they have no, um, same interest, it's a great idea. And that's how we did shit in ECW with Paul and myself, where we didn't, you know, no political stuff involved. Just, Hey, what do you think of this? And you love it. Uh, uh, great. Effing. The problem with your the problem with your question, Tony, is that unfortunately Tommy and I share the same brain. Like we literally <laughs> share the same brain. Like we text each other, you know, just all day and all night about pro wrestling. So we we kind of share the same brain. So it's almost like you're asking one person instead. Of two. Are you guys Sopranos fans? My daughter's oh, yeah. on the Sopranos. Uh, really? Yeah, the last two seasons. Who did? Who did your daughter's play in the Sopranos? The uh, Bobby Bacala's daughter of the babies really 
They did the twin gimmick. They switched them in and out. Yeah, I'll get <laughs> you their autograph. I'll have them sign stuff. That's that's really great. I got to hear some stories from their uh, infancy on the set. <laughs> no, I was on not- there. So was Beulah. Beulah did a little cameo. I was Tony Soprano's hand model. I held up my daughter. They said, "Hey, we need a fat Italian." I was like, "I'm right here. Hold up." <laughs> oh, we got. Oh, that's great. I was. A, I'm excited about uh, QT's new Sopranos gimmick. It's a good. Uh, I don't know if you guys watched Dark last yep. night, but Q, QT uh, came out in a Tony Soprano shirt. It looks like that's his Sopranos crew, and his his heavy is Anthony Agogo, uh, the, the British Olympic medalist who is also debuting tonight, which I'm very excited about. Yeah, he looks uh, like a stud, man. He's great. He's great on commentary, and nobody's seen him in the ring yet. They're going to be very impressed when somebody tests him. And tonight's his debut, and I'm excited for him to, you know get in the ring and people to see him, but it's, it's cool when you couldn't debut an Olympic medalist in combat and to have a boxing Olympic medalist from England is a big deal because if you've never lived in England and I've lived in England for years of my life, boxing is massive there. I've gone to the fights. I've also gone to see Anthony Joshua at Madison square garden. I can tell you the English boxing fans are rabid and Anthony Agogo is a household name in England. And I've, you know, I've gone to Fulham with Anthony and at Craven cottage, you know, everyone wanted his autograph and photos. He's a huge, huge deal. He was Subway spokesperson in England for years. And Subway's a huge chain in England, as it is here. So uh, Anthony's going to be huge for us. Also, in terms of crossover athletes, I mean, Chris Statlander, a great, great athlete, yeah. great wrestler. She is uh, returning after almost a year layoff tonight and wrestling one of the top independent wrestlers, Amber Nova which is going to be a great match and a great test for Chris after a year off. And also uh, Jade Cargill, who was personally recommended to me by my friend Shaquille O'Neal, which is a great story. If you guys have never heard it, how Jade got recommended to me by Shaq. Um, The day Fulham got promoted to the Premier League uh, this past season, uh, you know, there were no fans allowed at Wembley and I was not allowed to travel because of the quarantine. So I watched it from home last August and we won at Wembley and it's a huge, huge thing. And the players FaceTime me with the trophy. Um, and I, you know, two years ago we'd been with them and it was like one of the great moments of my life. And then we went back down and then we came back up and uh, it was, it was so great. The guys FaceTime me with the trophy and then Bill Belichick texted me and a long note congratulating me on the success, which is like for when you win a championship and Bill Belichick texts you like, that's about as good as it gets. And then I get a text from Shaq and he's going to FaceTime me. And I'm like, oh man, what a day. And so I get my tech FaceTime from Shaq and he had no idea. <laughs> he had no idea we won. I was like, I was so ready for Shaq to be like, congratulations, man. He had no idea. But we had this great, great catching up with him. And it was, uh, but it was, it brought me back down to earth a little bit too. And then uh, we were talking and he re- expressed to me that he wanted to wrestle. And I said, I will do anything for you, sir. Please come in. (laughs) And that was in August. And he started working out to wrestle then. And he worked so hard. He was so respectful. And if people don't know why I said Shaq is wrestling's greatest celebrity wrestler. First of all, he came in. He's seven feet tall. And he's probably the most recognizable person in the world. Any room he walks into anywhere in the world, people immediately go Shaq. And he's one of the greatest athletes of all time. I grew up as a huge Lakers fan and Shaq's one of my idols. Uh, I'm very fortunate that my, my dad is my dad. And uh, when, when I was a kid, he took me to a game and somebody offered us $10,000 a seat in the NBA finals to watch our 
to watch the Lakers and they said they would move us just a few rows back. And my dad knew it was my first time ever seeing Shaq in the NBA finals and he didn't do it, which is really cool. Wow. Cause, and it's my, you know, it was really cool of him. And, uh, but, uh, and so Shaq's a hero to me and I've seen him play so many games for the Lakers and, uh, to be able to work with him was amazing. And he's been so kind to us. It's not about the business. It's about the friendship and, and that he likes doing it and he likes being treated with respect, but most importantly, Shaq treats everyone with the utmost respect. He shook every hand, which isn't look in COVID. It's not about the actual handshake. It's about the gesture, the respect and the amount of respect Shaq showed to the locker room is unprecedented. He went to every wrestler back there and said, I just want you to know, I really respect what you're doing. And I want you to please, uh, you know, tell me if I, if I did anything to embarrass you or wrestling, like give me feedback. And I, I hope I did okay for you. And he said that to everybody wow. and everybody had the same story. And I, you never hear anything like that with even a wrestler. And for that's why Shaq is where he is. Not just the fact that he was born genetically bigger than all of us, uh, because there are a lot of big people, but he worked so hard to become the greatest athlete. And he's an ambassador to us and to Warner media and TNT because he's a great person too. So anyway, and then, and then the match was awesome. He came in with great ideas. He wanted to do the Brody Lee power bomb, which was like, Oh, that was so awesome. And he did a great power bomb. He took one of the great table bumps, one of the most memorable ones. What a pop it got uh, that night. And you can look at the fan videos like urban Meyer in the Jaguar staff meeting the next day, pulled up the clip and he's still Ur- urban Meyer still talks to me about uh, Shaq going through the table and about, uh, you know, meeting Mike Tyson last week at Dynamite, uh, which you missed. On, by the way, Urban Meyer was on Dynamite last week, Tommy. So that's another thing. Yeah, I'll see him at the draft. <laughs> Dude, you, you missed you a come? great opening match with Hangman Page and Max Caster last week as well, which was a great opening match. Speaking of opening Thanks. matches. Thank you. I really appreciate it. That was a great show. And uh, you got to check it out, uh, Tommy. It was really, really strong show tonight. Tonight, I promise, will be one of our best tonight on TNT, AEW Dynamite. It will be one of the all time best shows we've ever done. The card is stacked and that is by design. I know that there's a chance to make new fans and build a new audience tonight. And this is if you ever needed to hit a home run, the bases are loaded tonight and we got to do it. So I'm very, very excited about the show. I just can't thank you guys enough for always giving me this chance to come out and plug the show on Wednesdays. I love Tony uh, real quick. Um, you grew up in the attitude era, WCW versus WWE. Did you ever feel... I grew up in the attitude? I, I grew up during WCW versus the WWF. That's what I meant. Um, and you grew up during the WWWF. I was changing the business when you were watching it, brother. Um, <laughs> have you, did you feel the pressure of this Wednesday night war or was it just like this big hype that the fans made? No, I felt the pressure of it. It's crazy. I went around talking to everybody last week and telling everyone, which you got to watch it, that this is like a last episode. And I'm a, I'm a connoisseur of TV last episodes, which is something people don't know about me. Some of my favorite ones are the Larry Sanders show, the workaholics, Larry Sanders finale is perfect. Mary Uh, Tyler Moore, the finale of Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah, that's great. What's that song they all sing Uh, at the end? When they walk out and she looks back in the newsroom, that's one of the best ones. Mary Tyler Moore, the new heart is a great yes. one. Workaholics is one of the best finales. It's like an allegory, allegorical finale. Very, very good one. I like the Sopranos finale a lot. The last season of the Sopranos, I really like. Uh, it's not for everyone. Um, the, the Arrested Development, they did the second finale, effectively. This last season five is very good, but I really think their first finale, when they first went off the air for a long time off Fox, 
for I think eight, seven or eight years. Um, that was a great season three finale was great. Arrested Development. And Seinfeld thought, and Mash, terrible. Two terrible finales. Seinfeld. Seinfeld is a hard one. I think a big mystery <clears throat> to do a clip show finale. I would never do a clip show. That's the problem. Like, and I, them going to jail, whatever. Seinfeld was ironic and often, you know, kind of a dark comedy. But the the whole clip show thing really bugged me. Supernatural was an amazing uh, finale as well. They literally brought back every character that was ever on the show. Six Feet Under had a great finale, too. The last episode of Six Feet Under. So it's definitely not our last episode. So I was saying it's the last night. We're back. We're on tonight. Tune in tonight. (laughs) Unopposed, baby. We have a great episode of Dynamite tonight. But like last week was like the end of that head to head. And Tommy, to answer your question, I, I felt like this whole through this whole thing, it's been a constant presence in my life and it's been great. And I think it's been great for the fans and it's hopefully rekindled a lot of interest in wrestling for a lot of people. I did feel a lot of pressure uh, week to week and I still will feel the same amount of pressure because we still need to deliver. It's honestly more important to deliver now, even though you're not head to head with somebody every single week. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Any excuse to eat a Snickers bar. And I've asked the nation, take pictures with your Snickers. Whip out your Snickers. Just whip it out. Look at it. Look at it. It's tasty. Take a picture of you and your Snickers bar. Yeah. 
I like fun the giant size. size. Look at my look at my fun size Snickers. Taste great. I like the giant size. I'm more of a giant size. Yeah, you look you like do. you're you look like you're more. Yeah, of a fun you size. do. But that looks good on you. Are you ready to get to the nation, Tommy? Because a lot of people want to talk about this AEW NXT. I, I'm, we're going to hear from a Absolutely, lot of AEW Absolutely, Dave. NXT people fans. don't want to be waiting on hold all this time, even though they get to speak to the lovely Gabby La Specia. Yeah, La Specia. And they're all sitting, waiting on hold, eating Snickers and being happy. So let's get yeah, to it. Yeah, they are. All right, let's go to Derek in New Jersey. Derek, I know you're a hardcore AEW yeah. fan. Did you give NXT a chance last night? I did. I did, and you know it felt good. Honestly, yeah, it felt good. Yeah, give me a little it tingle did, in my loins. Ooh, a tingle in the tingle in the bar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> no, it, it honestly it did. You know, like Wednesday nights. Like I, you know, I'm I'm really busy. Like I'm sure a lot of people are. So I don't do the NXT on DVR. So I just, you know, I didn't watch it. You know, I'm, I'm just I love AEW. You know. It, AEW hardcore, love it. So, you know, I never really got to see NXT, but it felt good on Tuesday to be able to sit down and actually watch it. I mean, you got Monday where you can watch, you got Monday and Tuesday where you can watch AEW on YouTube if you want. You can watch Raw if you want. You got Tuesday, you can watch, you know, again, you can watch NXT, you can watch the YouTube stuff, you can watch NWA, you got Wednesday, you, you got, you know, Dynamite, my favorite day of the week. You got Thursday, you can watch Impact, you can see Tommy. I, I mean, Friday, you can watch SmackDown. I mean, this is, you know, I think like, you know, a couple of months ago, maybe even a year ago, we used to say this was the greatest time, you know, you know in recent memory for, for wrestling fans. I mean, it doesn't get better right now because now you can watch everything. Yeah, unopposed. And Derek, thanks for yeah. the honesty because I was talking to Doug Mortman, who, you know, I used to host with here on Busted Open. We're still great friends. And he loves AEW. So he watched AEW live and with DVR NXT. And Tommy, you know this life happens. So you have it on your DVR with all intentions of watching it. And then, you know, life takes you away from it. And then, and then you realize, hey, I never got the chance to watch it. And then it's another week. And you wind up deleting that episode. Don't have to worry about that anymore because now it's on two separate nights, Tommy. So it, as Derek said, it is an exciting time to be a wrestling fan. As you say, I'm keeping TiVo in, uh, in business because I got three of them and my DVRs get filled. As soon as I came home, what did I do? I watched uh, SmackDown and then I watched uh, Raw the next day. And then last night I watched um, NXT and tonight I'll watch AEW. You got it. Let's go out to, I know somebody who's a diehard AEW fan, Wes in Jacksonville. What's going on, Wes? Dave, you might get a little bit more Colbo Hannon with this than you will West from Jacksonville, but I've been waiting a year and a half for this to happen because for a year and a half of this battle going on in between the two, Twitter and the busted open nation Facebook groups have done nothing but whine and moan how Dave never talks enough about NXT. Dave doesn't go through NXT like he does AEW. I bet you Dave won't even talk about NXT for that long on here on Tuesday. So now that they have moved to Tuesdays, I thought, all right, I need to watch this product. I need to see what is turning grown men into little submissives crying like third graders and why Dave doesn't talk about it enough. So I sat down and I watched the full two hours of NXT and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Now, is it AEW cool? I eh, can't say that off of one episode yet. However, 
Cross has the best entrance out there next to Jericho. We help make Jericho's entrance the best thing that's happening in wrestling right now. His whole personality is awesome. I'll always want to see Karrion Cross or Aleister Black. Those two entrances together would make a match before they even touched hands. Uh, the the moment all three women's champions were in the ring, they toasted the belts and held them high. I felt like that spoke volumes without them even having to speak a word. I absolutely loved that. Um, that was my favorite part of the show was that part because it shows that photo in the background where they're both able to look back and look back where they came from. Um, all three of them, rather, they were Very able cool. to see where they came from. So I love that. I'll watch NXT again. I am one of those hardcore AEW fans that would always watch AEW first and recap NXT with you guys. I will go back and watch it again. Um, and hopefully, you know, once things get back to normal living here in Jacksonville, um, I'll be able to go down to full sale once fans are back in and watch a show live. Uh, Wes, let me ask you, because I know that you're all over the social media for Busted Open and, you know, um, all the Facebook pages and everything else as well. And um, do, do you think we don't do um, a good job of covering NXT? Because I, I thought we kind of were you know, pretty good with that. I prefer AEW over NXT, though I do love NXT. Bully prefers NXT over AEW, though he does like AEW. I, I think we've done a, a pretty good job of uh, of being kind of uh, 50-50 when it came to the coverage of AEW and NXT. Obviously, that's not going to be the case anymore, case in point, today's show, but I thought we've done a good job with that. Dave, you are a professional wrestling analyst. You analyze and you discuss what's going on in the wrestling industry, no matter what the promotion is. And you cover the bigger stories and what's more captivating more than what may not be. It's not your fault if AEW is having a storyline or is having something happen on Wednesday nights that was causing more of a discussion than what was going on on NXT. It's still the new thing. Yeah, it's almost been two years but WWE's been around for eons. NXT's been a, a around for years now. AEW is still that new thing, so of course it's going to be the hotter discussion. In my opinion, I think you've done a wonderful job. The entire team has done a wonderful job of not only discussing NXT, but getting what guests you can get on the show. You know, there's a lot of rumblings. Oh, Tony Khan again? Listen, I've heard you, I've heard Ed, I've heard Gabby, I've heard Bully, Tommy, talk about you you will take on who is allowed to come onto the show. You show no bias. You're going to have who, who is allowed to come onto the show. It's not your fault that Tony Khan is valuing his time a little bit more than others and is willing to give up 15, 20, 30 minutes of his time to come onto your show. That's, that's not your fault. So I think you've done a wonderful job covering all of pro wrestling. You even got MLW in there today. It's a YouTube show. If anybody, it, nobody else is doing what you're doing, Dave. You're doing everything just fine. Well, thanks, Wes, I, and I appreciate the compliment. And and again, the biggest compliment for me, Tommy, is being able to talk about a lot of wrestling shows and organizations that don't get a lot of play. 
you know what? I'm a fan of MLW. I'm going to get an Alex Hammerstone on to talk about MLW. Now, I understand it's not nearly as big as some of the other shows, but I think it's kind of like our due diligence to talk about these other shows. And MLW is an example of that. Same thing with NWA Power. I've been on the NWA Power train right from day one, and I try to talk about that as much as possible. That was the same thing I ran into with New Japan years ago on this show. And Wes does have a point with the guest. Tommy, you know, we Ed Robinson, our producer, who does a absolutely phenomenal job, tries to get as many guests on as humanly possible. He always reaches out to try to get NXT talent on. I mean, I would think on a weekly basis, he reaches out to try to get NXT talent on. We just don't get any. And and I would love to get Karrion Cross. I know you, Tommy, you know Karrion Cross well. I know Karrion Cross. But there's a lot of just detours and obstacles in a way that prevent that from happening. And Tony Khan, if he's going to give us his time every couple of weeks to come on and talk about AEW, he's the owner and president of the company. You think I'm going to say no to Tony Khan coming on that air? We will we'll get anybody on. I mean, I think you look at our guest list. We go around the world when it comes to pro wrestling. NXT has just been very tough getting talent on our show. We still talk about it. doesn't stop me from talking about it. But I got to be honest with the nation. It's difficult. It would be the same open invitation to Vince McMahon, Triple H, Stephanie McMahon. If they want to come on the show whenever they want, you have an open invitation. Let's talk Triple about H. everything. Triple H Except is planning Dave, on coming Dave, you're not allowed to ask Vince about Black uh, Saturday. Yeah, and that would be the first question I would ask Vince McMahon about is Black Saturday. Uh, They would say, your your Zoom has been gone. Thank you. (laughs) No, but Triple H is planning on coming on the show next week. So, yeah, we're going to have Tony Khan on today, and we're planning on having Triple H on uh, next Thursday, I believe, on the show here on Busted Open. So I'm really looking forward to that. But it is tougher to get NXT talent on, which is – it's actually easier to get – Raw and SmackDown talent on than it is NXT talent for whatever reason. Yeah, I don't know. That's uh, the pol- politics. And, and you know what? I'm sure they get hundreds upon thousands of requests for people. I know many people ask me to do podcasts or all that stuff. So when it, you're doing media, it's a lot, especially, you know, the week of WrestleMania, you have no clue how much talent are working. It's, it's nonstop. When I worked in the office, it was literally the longest I've ever worked. I think I put I put in a 16-hour workday, and uh, it next level that whole week. So hopefully we'll get uh, more guests. And you're smart to get on this show because hey, we have a extremely yep. large fan base, and Number you're out there to promote show. your show. So. so that's what talk radio is supposed to do it's free advertising for your product hey everyone this is lisa ann and i'm here to tell you about my new podcast the lisa ann experience this is my chance to share with you my experiences past and present including how i went from living in the fantasy world of adult films to talking fantasy sports on Sirius XM. Each week, I'll introduce you to some of the people I've met on my journey and invite friends on to help me read through the endless ridiculousness that lands in my inbox. New episodes are available every Wednesday on the Sirius XM app and Apple Podcasts. Roger, I know you're an AEW fan. Did you give NXT a chance last night? No, actually, I did not. Uh, actually, I was busy watching the Yankees game. <laughs> um, okay. 
And normally, normally on Wednesday nights, I start out, I'm a huge MLW fan and a huge AEW fan. So my Wednesday nights start out at 7 watching MLW, and then I watch AEW. And NXT and, and the WWE product have just turned, they turned me off from wrestling, and AEW and MLW turned me back on to wrestling. And so... That has. I've been a wrestling fan since I was a child. I'm I'm 43. I'll be 44 here in a few weeks, and I've been a wrestling fan since I was a child. And WWE in the past few years just turned me off from wrestling. And but here in the past year or so, AEW kind of got me back into wrestling, and then MLW has got me very excited about wrestling. And so, um, but yeah, I've NXT just really doesn't do anything for me, and so. But, yeah, I love AEW and MLW on Wednesday nights, and I love being able to watch those two back-to-back. So, All right, uh, and, and Roger, I, I appreciate it. And it seems like a lot of our callers were getting calls from AEW fans. We haven't really gotten any phone calls from NXT fans. And as we know, with the exception of last week, AEW in the ratings over NXT definitely dominated. But there's a couple of things from that last phone call, Tommy, because i got to bring my own personal experiences into the discussion. And Tommy, you know this because you mention it every time when it comes to WWF, you know, Black Saturday. You know, I was a fan where I watched everything. Black Saturday and, and Black Saturday, for those who don't know, you know, Georgia Championship Wrestling, the NWA had their show on TBS. You know, Gordon Soley, your host. And I turn it on at 6.05 on a Saturday and I see Vince McMahon instead of Gordon Soley. And it made me, it forced me, Tommy, to pick a side. At that point, I wasn't the fan that watched everything. I was the fan now. It's like, all right, you took my NWA away. This was the only way I was able to watch NWA at that time. And it's been taken away from me. I already had two other WWF shows during the week that I could watch. And now they're straight. And it forced me to really pick a side at that time. Now, ultimately, I was only hurting myself, and I think that's the same thing now with AEW and NXT. But I have to say, you know, July, you know, July fourteenth, nineteen eighty four, the WWF and Vince McMahon forced me to take a side. Well, and that sellout son of a bitch, Freddie Miller. Oh my god! Don't get me started with Freddie Miller. (laughs) Be there. Be there. Screw you, Gordon. I'm with Vince now, but. In the end, that didn't work out because the wrestling fans went that ratings. It was a super high-rated show, and then they realized it wasn't their Southern wrestling, and they tuned out. And then, thankfully, we were able to get Georgia Championship Wrestling, which then morphed into WCW and that whole thing that lasted for a long, long time. Uh, Like you said, it was detrimental to yourself. Um, You and I also grew up in the wrestling magazine era, and if you remember – most of the times what made George Napolitano's books different was his coverage of Puerto Rico or Japan because George would go there and you would see all these bloody pictures because it was different from the mainstream. Uh, Wes had said about you have to talk about the most topical stuff. And if it is on a Wednesday or when you and Bully do it on a Thursday, Literally, if you devoted an hour and a half of time on a three-hour show, 
you would still would leave important stuff out on both shows. Yeah. So it's it's quite the impossible job to do. Is it hot in your Zoom box, by the way, David? It's very Under. hot in the Zoom box. We're going to have to put on a fan. I'm also, sweating. too, you mentioned about the wrestling magazines back in the day, Tom. You know this, like the WWF started their own magazine and kind of, you know, pushed out Bill Apter and the George Napolitano. So, the, you know, main event magazine and Pro Wrestling Illustrated, you didn't see a lot from the WWF. And that's got fans more interested in those other organizations because they didn't have the coverage of the WWF. They banned them from ringside. Yeah. I remember that. That was a big to do after all, right, all those back, years. Let's get back to the phones. Phones are co- coming in talking about AEW and NXT. Let's go to Kevin in New York. Kevin, I know you're an NXT fan. So did you? Are you going to give I, uh, AEW a chance tonight? Well, here's here's the thing. I've always given AEW a shot. I enjoy the product. Um, you know, uh, just my priority was to watch NXT live and DVR AEW. You know, NXT has been my absolute favorite product for the past few years. And, you know, I, I know this will hit home a little bit, uh, home for Tommy. Um, I love going to house shows. I, I, I live in Poughkeepsie. Um, Tommy, I'm pretty sure you're familiar with the Mid-Hudson Civic Center. I love go, used to love going to the House of Hardcore shows. Hale Collins is actually a really good friend of mine. Um, you know, so I would be at every single one of them. And being at Thank the you. NXT house really gave me that kind of, you know, House of Hardcore fun vibe and, it just creates memories that I'll never, uh, you know, never be able to duplicate. And it's just so much fun to go to. And even watching on TV, you get that vibe from NXT and you just, I don't know how anybody could not love the NXT product or not even want to give NXT a shot. That I agree with. And, and, and I'm hoping Kevin, now that this, quote unquote war is over. I, I, I think Kevin, just from listening to the phone calls that we've gotten so far today and they're still coming in, I I, I think now more than ever people are gonna give NXT a chance that may not have given him really a chance so. before. I really hope so. You know, you talk to the last guy that says you just can't get into it. Um, you know, the way NXT develops storylines, uh, you know, uh by only having, you know, five pay-per-view type shows a year, it gives the time to develop. It's not rushed. It's not like the main roster, you know, shoving a pay-per-view down our throat every three or four weeks, you know, and I just don't know how anybody could, you know, just say, I I can't get into it at all. Triple H just done a phenomenal job. Talent really, you know, really, really gives everything to it. And, um, you know, I kind of had a little bit of a pit in my stomach right now seeing Roddy Strong hand in those papers last night. And it's like, oh, please don't go to the main roster. I really don't want you to get the B word. You know what, Kevin? And you bring up a great point. Excellent phone call by Kevin. I want to keep this going a little bit because there's a lot of nation members that want to join in on the conversation. Think about what – and Kevin, thanks for the phone call. Think about what Kevin just said, Tommy. So he loves NXT. Big NXT fan. He gives AEW a chance, too. He doesn't want to cheat himself. But here as a big NXT fan, he's like, please, I don't want to see Roddy Strong go to the main roster. So even though he's a hardcore WWE NXT fan, it's become so divided when it comes to pro wrestling right now. Here's a WWE fan that doesn't want to see NXT wrestlers move to the main roster. Well, because their success rate, we did it on one show. The success rate hasn't been the same from one brand to the other. And that's what I was talking about. You know, hey, there was wrestlers that went from the AWA to the WWE and weren't as successful or, yeah. you know, the NWA to the WWE. 
that's just kind of the way the business is. It's how you're viewed by someone else and see if they want to market that or not so much. All right, let's go back out to the nation. Let's go to Dawson in Chicago. What's going on, Dawson? How you doing, gentlemen? What's up, uh, buddy? Uh, yeah, the AEW NXT Wednesday, Tuesday thing. Uh, I'll give AEW a chance. I'm a huge NXT fan from Chicago, and the takeovers in Chicago are some of the best pay-per-views of the year. Agreed. Barnum. So I'll give him a chance, but AEW has too many. I have too many issues with AEW to, to really get into it. Well, let me ask you this. And, and this is, a, a, listen, this, we're all wrestling fans here. Just like Tommy kind of gave me a slap in the face when it came to Monday Night Raw. And he's a lot more positive, obviously, than I am about Raw. But let me, let me ask you this. Um, would it help if I tell you, hey, this is a show that's only been around for a year and a half? Like, you know, like it's being compared to shows that have been around for years and years and years. Like, I, there are going to be some growing pains, Dawson, when it comes to a new company like AEW. I understand that, but I've had this conversation with many. I say to them this, how long are we going to use that as a crutch? Well, I mean, are they that glaring that it, the show is unwatchable? Uh, not unwatchable, no. But my issues with it are are totally different. Like, um, I know people always do the big sweaty men thing. However, I like styles make fights, right? Okay. I feel that AEW has too many like sized and like talented wrestlers. They do the same thing, in my opinion. They uh, you can put. They're interchangeable. They all do the same match, and you couldn't really tell them apart. Okay, I, I don't think I agree with that. I mean, I think there are some styles that are same, but if you look at that roster, I think it's very different. Give me Dawson, not to be confrontational, give me something else about AEW that you just don't like. Um, well, it, it's more about the uh, the buff and everything because it, it the whole FTR thing always rubbed me the wrong way, always taking shots. And this is the roster now, taking shots at the WWE that are unsolicited and unwarranted. It's like, worry about your own product, which they aren't, because they're always constantly talking about WWE, and fix your own issues. Worry about you and not them. Well, I mean, that I, I have to agree with you on. And, and Dawson, I think, and I hope, Dawson, now that the shows are on different nights, that you might have a different that they may have a different attitude about it, right? I mean, now that they're not in direct comp, uh, competition, you might see that change. I think the two things that you mentioned, Dawson, I think that the latter that could be changed, and I think will be changed. I think you need to take a little bit closer look at that roster, especially when you have the Christian Cages and the Jerichos of the world. I don't think there's a lot of like-minded wrestlers in the ring. So, But, Dawson, I oh. will say I'm glad that you're going to give it a chance tonight and that you're going to watch it tonight. All right. Thanks for having me on. All right. You got it, Dawson. And he's right about Chicago because there's probably no, no better city than uh, wrestling in Chicago, Tommy. Yeah, um, I was going to say to Dawson and his creek about um, the opening last week with Christian versus Frankie Kazarian. It was an amazing match. Main event. Yeah. Uh, then the next thing was a, a beyond solid match between Cody and QT. 
with an amazing angle. And I'm talking a money angle. And then you had the Kenny Omega gallows and Anderson versus the Lucha bros and the Laredo kid, which was off the charts as well. That's your first hour of professional wrestling, all three different styles, all three different matches. So that statement about AEW that didn't hold true at all. But as Bobby Brown would say, it's his prerogative and he can do and watch what he wants to do. But I think things are going to change a little bit too. And the fact that we can open Dawson's eyes, Hey, give it another, Hey, I can't force anybody to like something. If they don't like it, they don't like it, but at least give it the chance. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on busted open from 9am to noon. Eastern on Sirius XM fight nation channel 156. The busted open podcast. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Ed Robinson. The associate producer is Gabby Laspisa. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for SiriusXM. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas. Serious XM Podcasts. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.